Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 199. Look at us trying to grow out here. (laughs) And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm back with another conversation for you. I have Jenna on the show. And in our conversation, we chat about the behind the scenes of creating travel and food content for Instagram, her plant-based journey, including her go-to dishes, tips on how to make tofu delicious, because I know tofu is hit or miss for a lot of people. Why it's important to just start your plant-based journey, your vegan journey, and not make it all or nothing. And some of the things that she's looking forward to as far as building her brand and life. You can get all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 199. And be sure to follow Jenna on Instagram. Her page is Jen's Plant Base without the D. And you'll get some Caribbean inspired inspiration, you know, plant based recipes, all of that good stuff. So, yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. I actually just want to know how you're doing, you know, being that I could tell that you're someone who loves to hang out, loves to travel, loves to be on the go. So how have you been doing lately? Are you excited, I guess, for everything that the summer is going to bring? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely love traveling and I clearly love eating. So I'm always on the lookout for what's new, what's new to eat, new recipes to create, especially seasonal recipes and stuff like that. So I've been doing amazing. How have you been doing? Girl, I am hanging in there. Like I told you, I said, I am excited because this is my last week of recording. I did this new process where I'm like batching a lot of my interviews so that I have time to like really focus on more creative things. Not saying this isn't creative, but you know, it's a little different because I'm just having conversations. And so I'm really looking forward to just having that time to like, you know, work on my own offers and to connect with people in other ways. So I'm really excited about that. So like a little break. Yeah, it is a break. But you know, it's funny, it's not going to necessarily be a break because I'm going to still record my solo interviews and I'm going to still, you know, do some editing and like behind the scenes stuff, but I won't have to be as actively doing it. So I'm looking forward to that break. You're right. It is break. (laughs) I I know exactly what you mean, because I just got back from Jamaica (laughs) and while I was there, I was still like recording content. So and you're still planning content, if that makes sense. So even though... I had a few days where I checked out. Most days I was either prepping content or doing little filming pieces sometimes. Yes. And see, that's the thing. Like, okay, the the idea of when you were vacationing, you're still working. I don't know how you guys do it. And I want to learn how to do it, but I always feel like it takes away from my experiences. And that's why I don't do it as much as I should. How How has that been for you? Like balancing that? Because I've only been content creating for the last, what, 
year and a half. This is the first time I'm actually experiencing it on, on holiday. The first holiday I went on after lockdown, I didn't really do any content. I had batched content before I left. So it was just posting and replying to comments and engaging. So that was really easy. I didn't film any content on the holiday. I just focused on the holiday. But this nice. time going to Jamaica, I did plan to film content. It did make the holiday a little bit different because sometimes you put a bit too much pressure on yourself or you think, oh, I haven't got enough content. I spent the whole day just chilling. <laughs> but I think definitely next time I will do content days and 100% chilling days, like plan it out a little bit better. I love it. That's I think that's important. You know, like we really have to learn how to like just relax. What do those days look like when you are creating content? Do you wake up in the morning and know, OK, I'm going to probably go to this restaurant or I'm going to go to this, maybe this beach or whatever you're going to do? Like, how do you plan everything out so that you are able to capture? Because for me, I'm someone who does it on the go. And that's probably why I don't really produce as much because <laughs> it's yeah. not as planned out, especially for social media. So what does that look like for you? I definitely I have experienced that too. I was like, oh, I'm going to fill a, bit, a little bit of content and didn't because I had zero plans. <laughs> but what it looked like for me this time is I actually did research on different vegan spots and different restaurants and where I wanted to go. I don't, I'm not super rigid when it comes to my holidays because I know like things can change. You can decide to stay up all evening or, you know, go out for the evening and then you're too tired to do anything the next day. So I kind of planned it while I was on the holiday, which days I was going to do and kind of had an agile approach in terms of like, if today was like, oh, we're definitely going to be tired tomorrow. So let's film on this day when it looks like we won't be doing anything or something like that. Yeah. Having a little plan of where you want to go at least or and what you want and what maybe days you want to do it helps. I think definitely helped me this time. Yeah. Are you usually shooting everything on your phone? Yes. At the moment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because your content always looks so, so clear and rich. And I don't even know if that's the right word, but like crisp, like crisp footage, I feel like all the time. When you're shooting for your Instagram, as far as your food content, are you using your phone for that or are you using something else? So I used to use my like Canon camera. And because I work full time still as a software engineer, it's impossible for me to do all the different transfers to my laptop and then open the software and everything. So right now I film everything on my phone. It takes up a lot of space. I just make sure I have all the highest quality settings on my phone and film from the back camera. Yeah, it's a lot. It makes it so much easier because as soon as I film it on my phone, I can go straight into um, an app I use called InShot and just start editing immediately. I can edit it when I'm on the train, when I'm walking, anywhere. So that's why I prefer doing it on my phone at the moment. Yeah, I love that. InShot is a great app. I love that. I like I recently got it. I think it was earlier this year. I took like a class on reels because <laughs> I was like, I need to learn how to do reels, even though I haven't really been doing a lot of them. I still wanted to learn how to do it. And she recommended InShot and I purchased it. And I was like, oh, this is this is a game changer. I love that it's convenient like that. It really does the job. I've actually been using it on the free version this whole time. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at you, girl. <laughs> you are really rocking it. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. And it, I'm telling you, it shows. It shows. Your content is so good. Is there like a process as far as you coming up with your recipes? Are a lot of them inspired by some of the meals that you enjoyed growing up? How, how does that look for you? 
Definitely a lot of them, the flavors are inspired by my upbringing, Caribbean, Jamaican background. How it looks is usually, I think about foods that I really enjoyed growing up or I really enjoyed as an adult. And I just look around for different ingredients and try and try different things together. I'm used to using certain ingredients that I know work together. But so, so sometimes it's just trying this one extra ingredient in it, like not meat, using mushrooms or, I don't know, tofu. So there are times where I would like just look at loads of recipes and just kind of make something up from a bunch of different ones. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, I think that's like the best way to get started for a lot of people is just thinking about what you are already in love and what you can do to like switch out some of those ingredients and make them yeah. vegan and better for us. Yeah. So yeah. let's actually brings me to my question. I, I usually ask this in the beginning, but I'm like been playing around with the format a little more. Why did you decide to become a vegan? It's a funny one because I wasn't ever planning to become a vegan. <laughs> so I was just planning to reduce meat in my diet. It was just, I think it was just like something I felt like was right to do personally, like right for me. It was just something itching at me like, oh, I don't want to eat meat anymore. So it kind of started off where I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat meat once a month. Maybe some organic grass fed, I don't know, <laughs> meat. And over time, as I kept I started learning how to make loads of vegan dishes. I started not wanting meat anymore. It just came to the end of, is it 2019? We're in 2022 now, right? So it would have been in the beginning of 2020. I was like, just last day before in 2019, I was like, I ordered like a seafood dish. And I was like, I actually don't like this anymore. Wow. The next day I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to give it all up. And then went from there. Oh my goodness. But it was a gradual thing because I was rarely eating meat at that point anyway. Like once a month, I would have more seafood maybe twice a month. But yeah, it was quite easy to go from there because I was already used to cooking vegan food. Yeah. So what was the next step as far as replacing your dairy and cheese? Were, were, Were those, well, dairy and eggs, was that like a harder transition for you than the meat or was it easier than you expected? It was much easier than I expected, is, which is the weirdest thing. I was thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to give up cheese. <laughs> I had already given up most of milk products anyway. Like I preferred almond milk. Most of my family, half of my family is lactose intolerant anyway. So we try to avoid milk in a lot of our foods. So yeah, cheese was easy to give up. But I, one thing I would say is I've never found a replacement, a, a real replacement for cheese. But there is this one brand that I buy that I can make on a mac and cheese that nobody is able to tell that it's not (laughs) vegan cheese. (laughs) Okay, which brand is that? I think it's called Applewood Cheese. They have a smoked... Applewood? Yeah. They have a smoked cheese, vegan cheese, which is really good. And the trick is I put it into the air fryer so it crisps crisps up better. Wait, so it's like a block of cheese and you put it in the air fryer? No, so I, I I grate it onto mac and cheese. Uh-huh. And then pop it into the air fryer. And then I just cook my mac and cheese in the air fryer. Doesn't gotcha, do the same gotcha. in the oven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. That's all like, wait, what? Like, so like a oven baked cheese, I mean, macaroni and cheese, but it's in the air fryer instead. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got gotcha, a big gotcha. air fryer, so. Yeah. So I know that, of course, by the time you transitioned, you were already accustomed to eating more, uh, you know, plant-based meals and things like that. How was food growing up? Are you somebody who cooked a lot or did you really, you just love to eat, but you didn't really cook? How did that look for you? 
This is the funniest. <laughs> this is the funniest story. So I started cooking really young, maybe like seven. Properly started cooking by, by the time I was twelve. Oh. My mom has ten kids, so oh wow, I, <laughs> yeah. So by the time she was having like the last four, I started taking over in the kitchen. So I would cook for like almost eighteen people nearly every day for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. that would be my mom's family and my dad's family. And so I had to try to cater for so many different people. You always have to be tweaking your ingredients. You get so much feedback from family because best believe they're ruthless. <laughs> okay. You don't have a choice to be good if you feed it that many people. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, we don't like that meal. <laughs> I don't like. You're like, I just slaved in this. I've been in here two hours. You better eat it. <laughs> Basically, I can literally probably cut up a chicken with my eyes closed. I used to cut up maybe three chickens a day. (laughs) So I definitely did a whole lot of cooking. And I definitely came from a heavy meat eating family, like breakfast, lunch and dinner was meat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, my gosh. You really have so much experience. So this I feel like it sounds like with vegan cooking for you, it opened up your world even more because it's like, wow, I can really manipulate so many ingredients to make it the way I want since you have so much experience already. Honestly, it came to me like almost like a piece of art, like being able to not cook with meat because especially in our cuisine, we rely so much on meat and every dish. It was like, it felt like working on a piece of art, not having, not using meat. <laughs> hmm. So because you became a vegan, basically when the pandemic started, I feel like it probably gave you a lot of time to really, you know, kind of sit at home and practice. What are some of the things that came out of that for you outside of building your Instagram, which I love, I just love your video style, how you look at the camera, you don't walk, eat the food, walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I guess that because of that time you had during, I guess, shutting down, you know, everything being shut down, it gave you a chance to kind of work on your Instagram. So is that what, how it went for you? I figured, yeah. At the, so you really haven't had as much experience outside yet with being vegan, have you? As far as going to restaurants and events and things like that? No, I haven't had a lot of experience traveling yet. I mean, I've, I've traveled maybe two and two or three times since I've been vegan. The first time was a bit difficult, although I was staying with a friend. So I was able to cook some meals at her house. There was like only one restaurant in her town that was super ready to cater for vegan vegan options and stuff like that they made a really nice like aubergine Chinese style food but for me because I eat quite a lot of protein vegan plant-based protein the massive drop in protein if I go abroad is a big issue for me when I come back I get really tired and because I I lift weights as well yeah that's pretty much it I think yeah yeah, yeah. So what are some of your your favorite ingredients or dishes? What are some of the things that you notice that you go to, your go-tos? I definitely use quite a bit of tofu, mainly for the protein side of it, protein content, because my body just loves protein. I mean, everybody's body is different, right? But I just, I think my body just thrives and having enough protein in it. But Things I definitely, other things I definitely gravitate towards is like chickpeas, black beans. I re- my, my favorite dish at the moment is a jackfruit and black bean stew. Best thing ever. I make it like a Caribbean style. <laughs> the cool thing is you can like just make it. That sounds like something you can make and eat on for a couple of days. You don't have to <laughs> cook yeah. and eat that. Yeah, I like that. 
I said, you just make a whole pot and you're good for like... Exactly. Right, right. What about any ingredients that you... Okay, or maybe like fruits and vegetables or anything in particular that you did not like before you decided to become a vegan that now you're like, okay, it's all right. I can I can eat this now. Definitely tofu. I hated it. <laughs> Wait, what did you... Ha- okay, you got to tell me though. What was your experience with tofu before you were vegan? I can see why people hated it before because it was not usually a good experience. So <laughs> what did that look like? It was just no flavor, this squidgy stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, that was the main thing for me. It was no flavor, no flavor. So what do you do with yours? Because I think that is this uh, the experience for a lot of people. I remember the first time I had it, I had no idea what I was doing. I took it out the pack. I didn't press it. I didn't do anything. I kind of seasoned it, but I didn't take my time like I would if it was meat, you know, and it was terrible. Yeah. So what are, what are some tips that you want to share about yours? Because I love it. I love it so much these days too. I think here, I don't know if you have it there, but here in the UK, we have an extra firm tofu, which kind of tastes, changes that squidgy texture. It's quite yes, very. So I, there's a few things I would do. Either add soy sauce to it, or you can use tamari or is it coconut aminos? Yes. And air fry it with maybe some cornstarch or corn flour. Or what I would do, I would just really season it, properly season it and give it a yeah. good like, you know how we, in our Caribbean cooking, we do a lot of browning. It's giving it a browning and cooking it in a sort, in a, like a gravy, having it with a gravy. That would be my, I have one recipe, one of my earlier recipes where I show my doing that, where I just season it with some onions and, you know, all purpose seasoning. <laughs> Give it a good crisp up. I think once you crisp it up, that changes the game for it. <laughs> It does. It does. It's so good. It's so good. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I understand, like I said, why people don't like it initially because they usually didn't have a good experience. And even if you don't want to cook it, I always say, well, try it in like a, a restaurant, like an Asian restaurant and get it like fried and yeah. with some sauce or something. And then you'll realize that, okay, it's good. I just don't know what I'm doing at home. <laughs> yeah, basically. That, might, that helps too. That's- what I like about you is I feel like you're always like, you have this the, uh, like a really nice style because I follow you on your personal page. How has veganism changed as far as like, because of course, m- most people think about food, right? Mm-hmm. But what about in other aspects of your life as far as like how you dress and your makeup and things like that? Is there any, have you gotten to that point in your journey where you are really focused on making sure that things are vegan with vegan ingredients and no testing on animals and things like that? Has How has that been for you? Because I know I don't want to give you all that pressure because I know <laughs> you're like two years in and I know a lot of times people are like, well, it's vegan, everything or nothing. And I don't really believe that, but I just want to know how it's been for you. Yeah, I I 100% don't believe that too, because it's kind of like veganism isn't a religion. So where you have to follow all these rules or you're out. I don't know. The internet tells us different. You know that. (laughs) You know how this goes. It's a funny question because I usually say I'm plant-based, but I was out one night with some friends at like a vegan event and they were like, I was like, oh, I usually say I'm plant-based. And they were like, but do you buy any animal products? And I was like, no. 
And they were like, then you're vegan. (laughs) So I, I would say I've given up on buying leather for starters. It's just for me, it's actually nothing, something I didn't think about when I stopped eating meat products. It was later on when I started going shopping and stuff. And I was like, Oh, should I actually even buy leather? It was just a question mark for me. So I've, that's one of the things I do avoid in terms of like skincare products and makeup. I do try to make sure my makeup is cruelty free. I'm not, I don't think I've hundred percent caught on to all the skincare products. I don't always check if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's, that's, I think is my next step. I think making sure like, but I, and again, it's like, I don't think everybody has to do everything. I think do yeah. the best you can in your time. Right. I agree. And it's funny because a lot of times people, so hardcore, ve- well, I don't like to say hardcore vegans, but some, I will say the vegan police, yeah. <laughs> the vegan police would say that it's all or nothing. Like you you can't use that language and say that you're a vegan if you don't do everything, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, perfectly. Right. Yeah. But I feel like when you think like that, you really do scare away people who may be interested and they don't even try because they're yeah. like, well, if it has to be all or nothing, then what's the point of making an effort? And I love how you're saying that you're growing to that, you know, the first step was the food. And then you start thinking about, you know, your makeup. And now it's like, okay, let me be more mindful about the cosmetics. And I think that that is, that's real. That's how life works. You know, we don't do, uh, most of us don't do everything overnight. So I love that so much. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that are able to do things overnight, but I think not everyone's the same. And it's been definitely been a process for me. Yeah. Absolutely. I see that. So I got to ask you, because you have such a big family, what did your family say when you started to make the shift as far as because you were cooking for everyone throughout your childhood? Uh, I want to <laughs> know, like, what what are some of the responses you receive for people since your family eats so meat heavy? So a lot of my family have actually tried to reduce on meat as well. So I think one of my, my brother and his wife are kind of flexi-vegans. So they maybe eat meat once a year or something like that, or twice a year, or whenever the, there's a family gathering with Oxel. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my mom, she's actually started cooking some of my recipes, especially if I come over. She would, yeah, cook a few. She, she's even built some of her own recipes now. She says she just wants to reduce meat and the kids like it too. Yeah, my family have been really, really open to it. At first they thought, oh, she's just probably going through a phase. She's going to be back. She's like, You're, she's not going to give up oxtail. Definitely not. <laughs> so we would, I would go to like family gatherings. They'd be like, you can have the oxtail gravy. There's no meat in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll be like, no, I'm good. But what I did do is I brought my vegan food to the, the family meetups and they couldn't tell it wasn't vegan. And that's how I knew what? my food was good. <laughs> Wait, what did you bring? What did you A bring? mac and cheese. <laughs> That mac and cheese. That's <laughs> yeah. the one you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you make a vegan oxtail too? Oh, why do I feel like you did? Yes, I have. I have. It's um, I call it the vegan oxtail, which is with oyster mushrooms. Uh-huh. That I one like I wouldn't try thing. with them. Because <laughs> they would be like, uh-uh, girl. They're going <laughs> to... No, they, they would like it. They would like it, but they'll be like, but that's not oxtail. <laughs> that's not oxtail. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is, though. I love that you were able to do that, though. I mean, like you're able to, you know, introduce this way of life to your family, the ones who don't know. And then you have family members that are already thinking about it anyway. So that's dope. I love that. Yeah, I like that my family's quite progressive and open minded to trying new things. 
yeah, That's probably where I got it from. <laughs> okay, I, I love that. Yes, yes. So, what are any of the benefits that you've learned over the last couple of years of you doing this? As far as like, how has veganism improved your life? Like, what do you notice this change? And it doesn't necessarily have to be physical, of course. It mm-hmm. can just be like your mindset, any aspect of your life that you notice has been has improved because you made this lifestyle change. I think one of the biggest things for me is just following my heart in what I wanted to do. That's not something I I knew how to do through the beginning of my 20s and I think it was this was a part of evolving into who a part of who I am basically. Um I think one of the tips I would give as well is just to follow your heart. If this if, the, if giving up meat is something you want to do and it's been in the back of your mind for a long time, it's worth trying because it's just like for me it just gave me peace of mind of something I wanted to do or I felt that it was for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things, the peace of mind. (laughs) Definitely. That's great. That is great. I kind of want to go back a little bit because we were talking about as far as you being a content creator, as well as being a software engineer, Mm -hmm. how do you balance your time as far as, because I feel like you're very consistent with your posting schedule. And I know you mentioned before about batching, do you typically batch um, on the weekends to prepare for the next week? Like, what does your pro- your workflow look like? I've tried a few different, and the best one is to record when I can. So I do try to batch on the weekend for the week, but sometimes I end up recording on Monday or Tuesday, depending on how the algorithm is going on Instagram. So I would before I would normally record on Saturday and Sunday because obviously I do work in the week. So what it would look like, so I work pretty much 10 to maybe 5, 10 to 6 or something like that. Straight after I finished working, I would start recording. So that would be Mm -hmm. like literally a whole full day of working. (laughs) Up until maybe 10 p.m. or something, I'll be recording or editing or something for the next video tomorrow. Or Yeah, it it is a lot of work. But I think for me, I created, I I guess, a self-care routine where I, I make sure I get my workouts in. I get my diary in, get my reading in, and that makes everything else, doing everything else easier. I love it. Yeah, that self-care is, yeah, that's top-notch. It's important. I love that. So one of the final, the one of the main reasons I wanted you on the show is not only to talk about content creation, but also to talk about some tips for people who are brand new to vegan life. Some of the things that you wish you knew when you started And just anything you want to share as far as what people should do if they're thinking about transitioning, but haven't made that decision yet. I mean, one of the things I wish I knew when I started is that you can't replace meat with mushrooms (laughs) or (laughs) (laughs) or aubergines. The, the, The calories, the energy is just not the same. And you're going from eating, especially if you come from a heavy meat diet like myself, while I was eating eggs and sausages for breakfast, some kind of mince for lunch, and then chicken for dinner. (laughs) And then you all of a sudden cut that all out and replace it with mushrooms and aubergines. You're going to be tired. (laughs) It's just you're not eating near enough the same energy. So I would say looking in how to increase your calories with vegetables, like either through adding some more proteins in or some more healthy fats, yeah, just making sure you're not just putting your body into a shock state of all of a sudden you have no protein intake. Well, that's impossible, yeah. but you know, minus what you less than 50% of what you were eating before. Yeah, it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
look up protein sources. That's what I would say would be my top tip, especially coming from a heavy meat diet. Yeah, you definitely need to make sure you do that. What else do you think that would really help people, even if it's not even a popular opinion? I'm, I'm curious. I would say not to compare your journey and not and to be kind to yourself. Like if you're trying to make this change and you decide to go to, I don't know, KFC one week, don't be like, oh, I'm, I'm not vegan or I can't do this anymore. It's like it's not being hard on yourself. It's being kind to yourself and understanding you're going through a transition if that's what you want to do. And it's just like, no, you can't compare your journey with anyone else. No, you can't. That's, that's key. I love this so much. So the other tip I would do, I would say is to find one or two really dishes that feel like home replacements for your dishes. You would eat nearly every week, like one dish, just finding one or two dishes, vegan dishes that you can replace and that you really, really like. And that, 100% changed my journey because there's always the you always have these two or one or two staple meals that you eat every week once or once every other week and then finding a way to replace that will 100% help absolutely I love that because that is so true and it is like feels familiar too which is important Yeah. yeah and for me it was definitely the jackfruit and black bean stew with you know the all spice the all purpose the scotch bonnet onions scallion Mm-hmm. Yeah, something very flavorful. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. These are really good tips. Yeah, definitely. So we got to know then, what are you looking forward to? I feel like so much probably has happened in the last few years for you, deciding to go vegan and then the pandemic and there's just, just life. So what are some things that you are looking forward to? Vegan life, business life, anything? Well, I get a lot of questions about creating a cookbook. So that's definitely something I've been thinking about. I mean, I really enjoy sharing recipes and I guess putting that into something professional, something people can buy, something you can use in the kitchen. I think that would be amazing. Um, The other thing I would be interested in is in either getting on YouTube or some being able to share my cooking through a show or something that was that, that would be definitely something I would be excited about. You got to do this YouTube. We talked about this. You got to get on there. <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing is you already have so much content. Like I know cuz a lot of times people tell me they're like nervous about YouTube because it's long form and Instagram is just like snapping you're there and you're done kind of thing. But the cool thing about you is you already have so much content on your Instagram that you can just repurpose and make like long form for YouTube. You know, you already have the recipes. So yep. that would really help you. Would you do anything else outside of recipes on YouTube? Do you think you would do like travel vlogs and things like that? That's definitely something I, I've thought about because I do love a good lifestyle. <laughs> I do love mm-hmm. going to different spots. There's like also like a lot of restaurants that we don't realize have quite good vegan options. I mean, I live in central London at the moment and there's quite a lot of restaurants in central London that I haven't seen a lot of vegan creators go to that have really good options. And I would love to share those. Yeah, that sounds great. Definitely do it. I look forward to seeing that. So let us know how we can follow you on Instagram and anything else you want us to do. So my handle is Jens Plant Base and that's on Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. Oh, you already got the page. Good. I'm glad you got the YouTube page. Nice, <laughs> yeah, I, nice. I repurposed some of my content already. <laughs> nice. That's great. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to get to know you. 
it was lovely being on the show with you. So thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.